Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and This past weekend, Division Three had some of its top competitors in action. Brett Callender of Stevens Institute of Technology started things off by putting together an impressive performance over Josh McClure at the Tar Heel Wrestling Open. In a freestyle bout, Callender secured a 12-5 victory over the Division I National Qualifier. If you missed the match, it's archived on Fight TV and you can access it for free. In a battle of some of the top lightweights in the country, Sam Braswell of Averett eked out a 3-1 win in overtime over Levi Engelman of Ferrum at the Vengeance in Virginia event on Sunday. Overall, it was just a great weekend for wrestling, and I hope everyone enjoyed the action. I know I enjoyed the RTC Cup, so make sure you guys check that out too of all the archives on, on Flow Wrestling. Today, the multi-talented Joel Scherer joined the show to talk about his role in helping with the newest Hollywood wrestling film, The Last Champion, which will be released tomorrow, December 8th, on multiple digital platforms. Cher competed at Manchester University, and he is currently an attorney and wrestling coach out in Idaho. Joel Cher out in Idaho. Um, how's it going, Joel? Hey, it's going great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So uh, the connection here with Joel, uh, we just recently listened to um, – uh, Jason Bryant's podcast episode. I don't know if if you listened to that episode with uh, Cole Hauser, uh, Joel. But, I didn't. Uh, we I heard there was a D three guy helping out with this new wrestling movie coming out, and uh, I'm good friends with Jason Bryant. You know, just reached out to him. He you know got the contact. I'm sure Jason. Uh, Jason told me he's like you're poaching my guest because I'm trying to get Joel on my podcast too. So. <laughs> But we're real excited to have him on. If you guys don't know, there's a new movie, uh, wrestling movie coming out next week. It's called The Last Champion. Um, and Joel helped out with the movie, but he also wrestled uh, Division Three at Manchester. So it's a cool connection there. Um, and we're just really happy to have, him on, have you on the show. So just first, you know, just, you know, talk about what's going on right now in your life. I know it's been a crazy year for everyone with COVID and um, hasn't been easy. So what's, what's going down? Um, well, now I'm a, I'm a practicing attorney up in McCall, Idaho. It's a small little resort town. I won't, I won't talk it up too much because otherwise people start moving here and then it's not going to be as great, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's a great job. I work with a couple of former wrestlers. Um, uh, great, great guys. They're, uh, they're actually brothers with, uh, Dan Erickson, who's one of my best friends and uh, a guy that I've known since, since high school, he and I wrestled together in high school and Dan went on to you know, be a two-time All-American for University of Iowa and all that. Um, so I'm, I'm living up here. I also get the opportunity to stay involved in the wrestling world. You know, it seems like no matter where I go, I, I always want to be involved in the wrestling world. I, I think that's pretty common for anybody that, that wrestled in high school, wrestled in college. Um, yeah. So uh, I, uh, Dan actually runs the high school team. I get to be a volunteer assistant for him. And he also has a club up here that I'm a volunteer assistant for. So 
So I'm still getting to stay involved with the, with the wrestling world and plug into the community up here and, and got a great job, great life. Um, I'm actually sitting in my cabin right now. Yeah. It looks uh, awesome. <laughs> I, I live just outside of this, out of the town. So, so it's nice. We've, we've got a couple of ski resorts and that's, that's about it up here. So <laughs> nice. So you, you do a little bit of skiing and hunting probably out there, huh? Um, I do some hunting. I do some snowboarding, but you know, after college wrestling, it's a little harder to snowboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so, you know, obviously Manchester is uh, in Indiana. How did you wind up there? And, you know, then talk about, I would say, did you, did you was there a law program there or did you have to go somewhere else? Um, no. Uh, so initially I was, I was looking to go D1. And, okay. and talking to talking to schools out there, Tom Jarman was was coaching up at Manchester at the time. And, and back in the day, if you were looking at Indiana for wrestling, you know, you were looking at IU, Purdue, or Manchester. That was those were the schools because of Tom Jarman. Um, and Tom Jarman coached a lot of really good athletes up there. He, he, I mean, the guys that he coached up there are now running their own programs. And um, and I'll talk more about those guys in a little bit. But uh, but for me, he reached out to me when he when we were kind of my parents and I were looking out at Indiana because I've cut cousins out there and okay. and he got word of it and and I did a did a visit up there and got to wrestle wrestle with a couple guys and and you know I, I kind of I, I bought in for sure um that's awesome but Tom Jarman was, was such a good coach he used to coach for Northwestern he's coach for Wheaton like great coach and and when I met him I was like you know what this is this is a good program where I can get better at yeah, uh, but too with Manchester, uh, people around the country don't know they they actually host a really big tournament um, every year now. The Spartan Classic was that going on when you were in school too? Yeah, that that was going on. I always it always seemed to hit like the perfect time for me that I was I was always hurt. Yeah, like, it's it's it was uh, I don't know if it was the same scheduling then, but it's usually it was after the new year, so it's tough people coming back after the holidays, cutting weight. You know, people are beat up at that point in the year, but it's a really competitive tournament. We competed actually at that tournament a few years ago and I, I loved it there was NAIA teams there was D2 teams D3 teams there were some you know unattached guys so it's a it's a great tournament they're doing a really good job there and you know this obviously there's a lot of snow on the ground when I was out there but just walk around the campus and seeing the school it's a very nice school it seems like they take athletics very seriously over there yeah I, I mean we, we had a lot of emphasis on our wrestling program. Tom Jarman was all the, also the athletic director. Um, and I know that we ran our program very, very hard. Like I, I've talked to some of my friends that have wrestled D1 and, and it doesn't sound like there was a whole lot of difference to be honest. Right. It was intense. It was tough. And, and, you know, you get into the daily grind, you get, get the same kind of burnout, you get the same kind of motivation, you get the same kind of hype. Um, yeah. It, it, it was, it was really similar. And, and, I've always been kind of a small town guy. I mean, yeah. I was raised in the Boise area, but uh, that, and that's kind of blown up since, but, but um, it was still kind of a, had a small town feel when I was growing up. So Manchester was a good fit for me because it had that, that small town kind of in, more intimate feel. You could really get involved in your community up there. Yeah, but definitely. Also, you know, you get a good education. It's, it's got a good education program there. Right. Did you do like uh, pre-law there? Was that? Um, like, no, actually, at, you know, like, like a lot of kids that are, that are kind of just went to college to go wrestle. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of plans outside of that. So, mm -hmm. so, um, 
you know, trying to find a major and stuff like that took me a little longer. Um, so for any kids listening out there that haven't found a major yet, don't worry about it. You can, you can figure it out later. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, uh, I majored in, in psychology, got a minor in criminal justice, both good programs there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I took about 10 years in between, oh, like six years, six or seven years, actually, uh, between okay. graduating there with an undergrad and then pursuing law. And I, I went to law school up at University of Idaho. Oh, so. okay. Cool. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, obviously, you know, small town guy, small community at a Division three school in Manchester. Obviously, you made a lot of connections over the years competing at Division three level. So um, why don't you talk about that a little bit, just the, the teammates you had over the years and people you were able to meet and grow from. Yeah, um, you know, that, that's kind of the cool thing about wrestling. It's a small world no matter where you go. Um, and, and I was lucky enough to, to meet some great guys and be part of a great program. Um, like I said, Tom Jarman coached a lot of guys over the years, and, and a lot of those guys that I got to wrestle with went on to become coaches. Uh, one of my best friends, Rockley Vallejo, has been coaching at Wabash College with uh with another Wabash alumni named Brian Anderson and I remember back when I was in college wrestling at Manchester you know we'd, we'd have kind of a rivalry with with Wabash but while I was there we usually came out on top mm-hmm. um since Brian's been there I think they've been a top five team I don't know how many times four or five times um been on a great I, run yep yeah great really run. good run they really have I mean they produce guys like Riley the Fever who's who is only the second time four-time national champion um mm-hmm. And Brian's really done a, a great job. I think, I think some of the things that really contribute to them having a good program is Wabash cares about wrestling. They do like as a school and they really, they put a lot into their guys. I've, I've been into their, their new wrestling room and, and their new wrestling room's got their national champions on the wall. Yeah. It's sweet. It's real sweet. Their, their room is really nice. It is. I, I think stuff like that really helps really helps guys got buy into the program because they know the program cares about them. They know the school cares about the program. So I think that's been really beneficial. Another thing he does, he has one of the best camps, like mm-hmm. in the country. I don't know if you guys know about Brian's camps, but even when I was coaching, I was coaching down at a high school in, in the Boise Valley, which uh, a pretty big city, pretty big high school. And I, I called it Brian because I heard about all the clinicians that he was having. I think the year I went, he had Cale Sanderson, David Taylor on one day, he had Logan Stever, Jay Jaggers on another day. He had Bruce Baumgartner on another day. He had Terry Grants on another day. Yeah, Just, they 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 run an awesome camp. I, I noticed that over the years, they they get some really awesome clinicians there. The the camps are top notch. And uh, Dan Irwin, actually, like you mentioned earlier, knowing him, he he brought that kind of over this way. So Wheeling Jesuit had a few good ones, and now uh, West Lib. Obviously, with COVID, they didn't get to have it last year, but you know, they're serious about their camps. That's for sure. They are, they are. And, and Brian's got that amazing camp. And, and uh, you mentioned Danny Irwin, Danny Irwin's now over at, uh, after having what a national runner up team at Wheelie, Wheelie Jesuit. Now he's over at West Liberty. And, and I think, I think one of the polls had him out at, at fourth in the country preseason. Um, yeah. They, they got some pretty good transfers uh, over, you know, he got some of his good Wheeling Jesuit guys to follow him to West Lib. And I think, uh, I think they were fourth, if not mistaken. So, I mean, they're definitely going to be in the title hunt for sure. Yeah, I, I think – and it's incredible what he's been able to, to do. I think he won a, won D3, like, social media coach of the year or something like that. Or um, Like, he, he's done such a good job with all the programs that he's been involved with. Like, he mm-hmm. started out at Wabash, and, and now he's over there. And 
and they've got they've got great programs and they've they've both been able to really really promote wrestling at the schools that they're at and i think that's that's important in the in the world that we're in right now when you see programs like fresno state stanford yeah drop their programs it's it's good to know as a wrestler coming out of high school that you know that you're going to be going to a program where the school supports having a program you know definitely and you know since you're in the state of idaho is i'm Besides junior college, is there any Division One, Two, Three out no. there for wrestling? Oh, um, actually, when I was when I was going to law school, uh, I started an NCWA program up at okay. University of while I was there. I know kind okay. of a stupid because yeah, you're busy with law school, but <laughs> but uh, the year after I graduated, they dropped Boise State dropped their D one program. Okay, and you know we we had had programs placing as high as I think. I know they'd gotten ranked top three a couple times in the country and then just dropped it. So, I mean, that was a really sad thing to see because now I, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the D1 programs, even in the Northwest. You got Utah Valley, Oregon State. Right. Um, but not much. Not much besides yeah. that. We need, we need more programs out that way, not just Division One, but D2, D3, NAIA. You know, just it helps grow wrestling and it helps, you know, just overall – the growth of the sport because you rather see teams being added than dropped. And I think from a D3 standpoint, there's actually, we're a division obviously with the most teams um, and teams are getting added every year. Plus I think women's wrestling will soon be an NCAA sanctioned sport, which will be huge. So that'll be I fantastic. Like, yeah. It's uh, it's good. It, every, everything's pointing that way. So we're really hoping to see that. And I think that would just be huge for the sport. Cause you know, like you said, one of the major things is with title nine wrestling gets cut pretty easily. So once you have COVID's yeah. doing what COVID's doing, you know, it's putting a strain on a lot of college budgets and, and wrestling seems to be that expendable program. Right. Yeah. So you've been uh, grinding now as a attorney and a coach out in Idaho. Um, what's uh what's that balance that lifestyle balance like and what's um a twofold question too what's the state of idaho uh, idaho wrestling right now like how's how's it looking i know there's some guys trickling into d1 rosters um yeah you know and whenever there's there's a guy that comes from idaho i would try to follow their career as much as i can so uh um you got tanner hall who just finished up his college career yeah i remember the kid winning his first state championship when he was like 16 great guy um I'm I, you know, lucky enough to have the opportunity to meet him and talk to him when he was in high school and go in the room with him a couple of times and, you know, great, great guy. And, and it's, it's awesome to see somebody from Idaho continue to have that passion for the sport later in life. And, and like, you know, Zeke Jones has done a great job keeping him healthy and keeping him on the mat and, right. and keeping him competitive. Yeah. I think he just took, took second at, at senior nationals, didn't he? Correct. Yep. You? I think so. Yeah. And he's, he was a multiple time all American too. A folk yeah. style as well so yeah, yeah he, he's been great. he's definitely a little bit older but he's had a great career and then you know someone that comes to my mind wasn't uh ridge lovett from yeah ridge uh, lovett post falls mm-hmm. if you guys you guys post fall tiny round tiny little town but uh um there's a coach up there named reardon who's really involved in the kids club and he is he's built that kind of from the ground up like all of the parents up there all the families up there they're really like put in time and put in effort, um, to really the, these kids, it's not like they're recruiting from all over the place. They're 
they're all, you know, kids that grew up together wrestling tough and, and they multiple time state champs now from post falls. And you got That's Ridge. Love it. There's a four timer from up there. He, he's, he's doing big things. And I mean, he's in a stud weight class. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean, he definitely had that. some. Yeah, he had some big wins as a freshman, and you know, he had a good Big Ten tournament. Um, and you know, obviously, he was young. It was going to be tough from the place last year as a freshman, but he's watch out for him in Nebraska. They got a good team, and uh, he's tough. I remember watching him. He kind of exploded onto the scene at Fargo. He was a multiple time Fargo champ too, right? Yeah, I think he's only like, I, I don't know. I think there's only been like five people that have ever been. Uh, 10 time all Americans or four time all Americans or something like that in both styles. And I think he was like, and just, I think he's a couple time Greco national champ. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beast. There's no doubt about it. So, well, that's great. Are you, is, uh, is season on track to start high school wise in Idaho right now, or are they pushing it back or, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. You talk about the attorney wrestling coach balance. Um, so I, I'm lucky enough, both of, um, both of my bosses are, uh, are my buddy Dan's older brothers. So we kind of work as like a family. It's cool. It's really nice. But, but both of them were wrestlers, like one of them wrestled at Oregon state. The other was a state champ in high school. Like, so we're all, we're all involved with the team. We're all on the mat at one point or another. Um, we're all watching the rules very carefully because right. we're all lawyers too. So yeah, um, it's actually supposed to be a vote today um, coming out of Boise. Cause technically our town is two hours North of Boise but we're still within that, the central district health, um, um, kind of district lines that, uh, they're going to be passing an order that, uh, that would restrict our sports, pretty much any sport that you can't do more than six feet apart. Um, right. It's going to be prohibited. And they were going to vote on it today at five fifteen. I don't know how, how that vote went. I haven't been able to check up on it. Um, missed the RTC cup today too. I mean, I've, I'm getting behind on my stuff. Yeah, there's been some crazy matches with Darty's. That's that's an awesome event. You know, actually, one of Anthony's guys, uh, he's ranked number two in the country at 149, Brett Callender, uh wrestled in the North Carolina card tonight and beat uh, a D1 starter. So that was pretty sweet to watch. Nice. So, like yeah, you said yeah. earlier, wrestling is wrestling, man. These kids just want to scrap, and it, that was a good one for him. First competition for him since March, too, right, Ant? Not since February, since regionals last year. Regionals, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we didn't even have nationals, so. Correct, um, yeah. It's just good to see the sport getting back going again. You know, obviously there was no – a lot of state tournaments got canceled. A lot of national tournaments got canceled. So it's good to see the competition starting back up. I think these are really good just get get, get back going again. So it's been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and we're we're watching it pretty closely. We've got some good guys on our team. We've got a returning state finalist um, at around 182, who uh, Bo Carr, very tough kid. Um, we'd like to see him have a season, uh, you know, another season to to win it this year. Right. We also have a transfer in that uh, his family moved to the area uh, back in the summer, and and he's been going to every tournament. Can his name's uh, Mahanrai Rushton, but. But he's, you know, he went to the freak show tournament and placed there. And then he went to mid mid states, took third there. Like nice. we got some good, good kids that we really want to see have that senior season be able to improve and then right. hopefully recruited somewhere. And yeah, and definitely. It's just if we don't if we don't get that season, they don't get that season. And yeah. And it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Just, you know, my fingers crossed for all these kids. You know, these they need sports. That that just needs to happen. Um but 
so how many divisions are in Idaho then? Um, we've got four. We've got four. four? Technically, okay. they go up to five. So it's, it's, it's weird. For wrestling, we, uh, we combine our smallest schools. Like our, they're all um, done in like number A. So it's a 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A. 5A okay. is the big. But our 1A and 2A are combined. So Okay. So and two, I was in two, high school, two I was, are combined and then the rest are separate out kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, and when cool. I was in high school, I wrestled 5A. But now it's, it's kind of interesting because I coach in a little town. So we were, we were 1A, 2A last year, and now we're, now we're bumping up a division. I think we're going to do, do just fine. I mean, if we get to have the season again. Yeah, but, definitely. For sure. Uh, you got anything else to add, Ant, before we move on? Uh, no, yeah, just, uh, just like everyone around the country, hoping uh, things get better these coming days. Obviously, everyone sees the COVID results and, you know, but on the horizon, you got the vaccine coming. So, um, just hoping that seasons are going to happen, you know, obviously Janera and I, division three, all the programs, we've been in limbo, you know, we really right. haven't Janera been able to practice on campus, but right now we're just hoping that, you know, we have a little abbreviated season this year. It's supposed to be division three cha- national championships are supposed to be in Wisconsin lacrosse. So we're supposed to go out to Wisconsin this year, but we will see. Well, sure. yeah. And I, I was able to talk to coach Lake and he said that, you know, a lot of the students are remote learning and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, 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 it's working crazy. out together. Yeah. It's crazy. Every school is different. I mean, you could talk to five different coaches and they'll have something different with school. Some, some schools just brought back freshmen and sophomores. Some schools just brought back upperclassmen. Some didn't bring back any, some brought it back everyone. You know what I mean? Some schools are testing, some schools are not testing. It's just crazy to keep up with. So just for example, with our school, um, we were able to practice, all our teams practiced, obviously no competition until the new year, but we got COVID tested every Monday. And, you know, obviously if there was a positive test, you had a quarantine, contact tracing, all that, knock, knock on wood, everything went great. And, you know, I would say top to bottom of our school, we did a great job. Uh, administration had a plan in place and everyone got in-person classes we got our practices in and we're better off than a lot of schools I know just talking to other coaches and stuff you know with Anthony's school they they weren't allowed to practice on campus at all and was it just freshmen and sophomores at Stevens this just first years yep first year students so you know this is just tough times look with that you know I, I will I will say this to separate out wrestling from a lot of the other sports like we are the only sport that's been testing every individual athlete, athlete for communicable diseases. We check for that every single time we weigh in. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a benefit to our sport. Like we actually have been, have been checking for this kind of stuff forever. It wouldn't be that hard to, to maybe like implement that into our weigh-in system already. Right. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, the, uh, it seems like right now uh, there's, from my standpoint, we have good plans in place that where it would just not be many tournaments this year. Looks like just duels. Uh, then, you know, your conference tournament, maybe. And then regionals, which is our qualification to nationals. Um, and then go from there. So we're hoping, like I said, knock on wood, fingers crossed so far. Uh, we're in the clear. And we're just hoping to have a season again, for sure. So uh, moving forward, though. So besides being an attorney and, and involved in uh wrestling volunteer assistant and coaching um you on a little bit of side you did a little bit of movie consulting we heard and helped out with this new wrestling movie coming out so did were you always involved like consulting oh. okay 
No, um, I kind of got picked up along the way. I was in, um, I was in law school and they, they were coming up to, to start shooting the movie up, up in Idaho. And I was kind of at the end of my law school thing and just finishing stuff up. And, and they showed up in January and, and I got a call for some reason out of all the places to go, they wanted to shoot at the university of Idaho where I was running the NCWA team. Okay. Uh, and I, I will, I'll be completely honest. I don't think I ever want to be a head coach ever again after that stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I completely admire what the NCWA is doing. It's, it's raising programs and it's, it's promoting wrestling and, and, you know, they're, they're doing a good job giving opportunities to kids that just don't have opportunities, but still love wrestling. It's kind of one of those for the love of the sport type of thing. Yeah. Um, I love what they, what they do. I just don't want to be an administrator at all and that kind of thing. I, I don't like that capacity. I don't like trying to make a schedule. <laughs> I don't like doing yeah. stuff especially law school. So uh, I had a lot of stuff going on, but I got the call that, that they were coming up and they were looking to shoot. And, and some of the mats and, and the gym space they wanted to use were places that we were using for practice. Um, and uh, they also were using Moscow. Moscow, Idaho is where the University of Idaho is. Um, and one of my one of my other best friends actually runs the run was running the kids club up there. And it was a huge kids club, big component of wrestling. Okay. Um, and they were using his mats. And so I'll kind of, he said, you know, you need to talk to, talk to Joel. He's the, he's the U of I coach. And they were talking to the administrators. They said, well, we've got, you know, we've got a club program here. You should talk to the coach. And um, eventually, you know, they, they got a hold of me and, and they came up and, and we're scouting out locations and, and we're, were auditioning extras and things like that. And, and cool. uh, my coach at the time, Ryan Surchek came on and, and we, we helped audition all these kids for, for wrestling and make them shoot doubles and stuff. And yeah, so they got a little bit. And um, at the time they had a different choreographer that had, that had helped with, with setting up some of the other scenes of the movie. Okay. And, and when they were done shooting at university of Idaho, the, the director, um, Glenn Withrow, he's, He's a huge proponent of wrestling, wrestled in high school, um, felt like it just wasn't a grand enough stage, you know, for, for as nice as University of Idaho is, it's not really known for its athletic facilities. You know, it's like, uh, we've got, we've got a kibbe dome and, and that's about it. Yeah. So, uh, so he really wanted to do something bigger and better. And, 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 you know, I, I just graduated and I moved to Los Angeles, um, to live with my brother down there. Um, mm -hmm. and they got a hold of me and said, Hey, we're going to reshoot the last scene of this movie. And we heard you move to Los Angeles and we'd like to, we'd like you to, to, you know, choreograph and, and, and train the wrestlers to, uh, to do cool. this, this these sequences for, for, you know, the, the big wrestling match at the end of the movie. So sweet. Um, so first thing I did, I mean, golden opportunity all of us saw vision quest you know what i mean like yeah for sure and all of us have wanted to remake that movie <laughs> like yeah. yeah um i i gotta give those guys credit though whoever was doing that they broke they broke new ground and i know like all of us wrestlers give them such a hard time it was like the scoring was wrong it was all lateral yeah yeah, yeah yeah <clears throat> and that's something i definitely wanted to avoid i didn't want to just do like flashy moves but i wanted to be able to um to meet the director's vision for what he really wanted that last scene to be. He wanted to be yeah. exciting. He wanted it to be a war, um, high scoring, fast paced, um, with, with a good amount of drama built into the match. Yeah. And, you know, we've all had, had friends that we watched in those matches or we were in those matches. We know how it felt. And, 
I started just drawing on, on my experience, but not just my experience. I started calling my friends. That's what you do. You're like, guys, we get to remake Vision Quest. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so first thing I did was I, I, I called Rockley Ovalejo, one of my best friends who coaches the Wabash. And he was like, man, I've you know, got a full-time job in Indiana and I, I coach. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. So I called Dan Erickson. I'm like, hey, man. And he's like, dude, I got a full-time job. He's a teacher, like full-time head coach. <laughs> can't do that either um but uh but dan luckily had a couple connections from iowa jordan johnson and uh and paul bradley down in san diego who are both fighters down there and, and still training and still fighting um jordan johnson i think fights for the pfl um i think he took, took second in one of their like million dollar tournaments too he's a tough fighter oh sweet um and then paul bradley uh just retired but he was a he was a two-time all-american for iowa as well um mm-hmm. I think he actually had a really close, close match with uh, Jake Rochalt for like third and fourth. He's a tough wrestler, but uh, um, he was, Paul was available at the time. So, so he was coming up to Los Angeles and helping me out, like training the actors. And, and I kind of set out, sent out my, my general, uh, my general idea of how I wanted the match to go um, to my friends, had them comment, tell me stuff and, and kind of helped me try to design a match that was, that was, you know, the method director's vision that was really trying to, trying to accomplish, accomplish a, a good wrestling match, like do kind of balancing act, you know, you want it to relate to wrestlers who were like, how do they get a takedown? They didn't spend like a minute and a half working ties and hand fighting. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. But at the same time, keep a general audience, their attention while using like solid wrestling moves that, that are, are flashy or not flashy or, you know, you got you to gotta try to try to balance all that out so it relates to everybody. It's that appeals to a lot of audiences, but uh, I think I think right. we did a pretty good job. That's awesome. So, you know, with uh, obviously wrestling movies in general, there just there hasn't been many good ones. It's it's a tough sport to put on the big screen, just with lack of techniques or lack of experience with the sport. I remember when. What movie was I forget what it's called. It was the one with Channing Tatum and Foxcatcher. A Foxcatcher. I remember Channing Tatum listening to interviews. All he was doing really much was complaining the whole time, saying how much wrestling sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I almost like hearing that because, like, yeah, you got to be kind of weird to like our sport, but when you it, love it, like... right? <clears throat> um, with uh, with that movie, I think Mark. Ruflo had some wrestling background with with the sport so I kind of helped with that movie but it's just it's a tough sport to put on the big screen pretty much um so how how many were you, was that was that just the main scene you were helping out with or were you helping out with other scenes throughout the movie like practices and stuff like that or um well when when they came up to to Moscow Idaho I helped I helped out in the art department just showing showing them where stuff goes like uh um, I, I, I made a couple friends on there, like, uh, Andrew Kennedy and Chris Liner and, and hardworking guys, but it's kind of funny, the things you take for granted. Like I've been moving mats since I was like, you know, middle school, like elementary school, but you see like a bunch of grown men surround a wrestling mat, looking at this 2000 pound mat, not having any idea how to move it. And, uh, so just stuff like, like you take for granted, you're like, well, you know, everybody lines up on both sides, hoist up, lock hands underneath stuff like that that was uh it was kind of fun just 
just remembering how I learned to do all this stuff and, and setting up a mat, setting up a head table, things like that. So I helped out a little bit with the consulting there. And, and, uh, that's actually where I met Cole Hauser, who, uh, who's the, the main actor in, um, in the last champion and very nice guy, great guy. Um, and, you know, I, we, we kind of talked about the difference in, in coaching techniques between, you know, like a football coach who coaches from the sidelines, like football coaches right. getting in front and blocks with guys, like yeah. wrestling coaches, you're very much on the mat. You're very much involved in, and right. wrestling guys. And, and it's, you're, I mean, it's almost like you're imparting part of yourself and, and Cole did a great job really. I think, I think capturing that, that element in the movie and, and what he's yelling from the side, how he's talking to his athletes stuff like that. I, I think he did a pretty good job of, of uh, really relating that aspect of coaching. Um, so I did that. And then prior to shooting that final scene, um, uh, Sean Scully and, uh, and Casey Moss, the two wrestlers in, in, in the movie that are wrestling <laughs> that final, um, they, uh, we worked together for about six weeks and those guys put in a lot of work. Casey had a little bit of wrestling experience. Um, but really, those guys, those guys put in the effort and put in the work right. to try to make it look authentic. And, and I think they did a really good job, you know, and, and just like, just like wrestling they, it was kind of a grind sometimes, but right. those, those guys took it, took it in stride and, and really applied themselves for, for every single practice we had together and really did their part and learned everything. And unfortunately, like, you know, I, I kind of went to a, to a tough D3 program and I had a tough high school program yeah, and I kind of that way too. So like even teaching these guys to, I'm not just teaching them the choreography of the match. Like the first thing we did, which we all hated, but we all had to work our stance. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Y'all got to work position. It's not going to look authentic yeah. if you got guys standing straight up or bent over at the way, like, and so I made them work their stance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's funny. Work, but you got to do it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, just before I move on to um, my next statement, but with that, you kind of more of a, instead of a movie choreographer, you're coaching, <laughs> you're starting to, yeah. you know, get yeah. them, keep them that, going. That's, that, that was so, most of my experience was coaching. I mean, I did grow up with an older brother, my brother, Adam, and I would, would choreograph stuff constantly fight scenes, all kinds of stuff. Cause you know, you're, you're brothers and you right. always, always choreograph and stuff, but yeah, but uh, no, that's I was cool. that was a great setup for, for being able to, uh, to work on this movie and, and, also my brother, my brother's a writer. He's been a writer for 10, 12 years. Um, but he actually kind of, he kind of helped me out with, uh, with knowing where camera breaks are going to be and, and things like that. So that, that, oh, sweet. that was, that was great advice that he gave me as far as like, you know, you gotta, you gotta break it up a bit yeah. because, because you can't, you can't have guys just wrestle a six minute match on camera. Right. Like <laughs> whatever, whatever you have choreographed, it's going to go wrong and you want to be able to take a break from it. So if you have to reshoot something, you're not reshooting a whole six minute match. Definitely a 15 second clip or a 10 second yeah, clip. Definitely. Um, and you know, just speaking on Cole Hauser, he he's that, like the main character in the movie. He's a pretty big movie star in Hollywood. His his role right now, you know, uh, is Rip on Yellowstone, which I'm a big fan of that show and Rip. So that's pretty sweet. And then he he you know he's also been in a couple other good movies. Uh, Goodwill Hunting is another one that he was in. So he, you know he has a great resume. He's Speaking of Cole, did, did he have a wrestling background at all? Um, no, no, he, he didn't. Um, but he's got he's got kind of that that Western kind of kind of work ethic that he was, you know. And, and he's also a great actor, so 
So when right. he's in the role, he really plugged himself into it. Um, uh, I actually just just talked to a friend of mine who heard heard a story from Matthew McConaughey's new book about because they were in Dazed and Confused together about oh, okay. them doing a motorcycle tour of Europe. Yeah, um, it sounded pretty cool. So uh, when I first got so we we shot the final scene in Texas, and when I first got to Texas, um, they uh, they wanted to have like just a, a little powwow. So so uh, the director and and um, his wife Hallie and and their daughter Ivy and Cole and I got gotten a room and just kind of sat down and talked about everything about how the next cool. few days we're shooting we're going to go. Um, Cole and I Cole and I ended up hanging out for a few hours and just genuinely really cool guy, really down to earth guy. Um, That's awesome, and it's fantastic to see his career really really flourish um, now. I mean, I think he was voted like. Uh, sexiest man a year or something like that i heard something like that too he's like, he's definitely a fan favorite on yellowstone everyone loves his role of rip so for um, sure and I, I got to stunt double for him for like two seconds so i'm kind of like that reflects on me like i'm the sexiest man in the world kind of like i, yeah. I, really enough that I can double that's funny they didn't show that's my face. <laughs> yeah that's cool though no um no it sounds like uh, an awesome experience. I'm excited for the movie. Um, it comes out, I think, next week, next Tuesday. I believe it comes out December 8th. On uh, I think you'll you can pre-order it yeah. now on iTunes, and uh, I don't think it'll be available on Amazon. Um, uh, cool. Yeah, it comes out next. Yeah, next Tuesday, December 8th. Uh, it obviously there's no movie theaters or anything right now, so everything you can stream and easy access uh, to the movie. Uh, it seems the trail. I don't know. I'm sure you probably seen the trailer already. Uh, I've seen the trailer. The, the trailer's pretty hype, so I think it has definitely some potential. Cool storyline. Um, so it's, it's also got two things that that no other wrestling movie has ever had. It's got Dan Gable and Randy Lewis. So in the oh in the movie too. Oh, in, were, so, you, uh, that was did, that did was definitely to, something Paul Bradley uh, made a film. Oh, that's awesome! Did you get to meet them too at all during the? Yeah, so. So Cole was very down to earth, very easy to talk to. I wasn't really all that starstruck by Cole because he just made himself so so relatable. Right. And then, and then Dan Gable shows up, but I'm like, uh, I, I, I <laughs> right. When I was like ten, <laughs> that's you know awesome. I mean? it, it was very much much. Uh, that that was my starstruck event, seeing Randy Lewis and seeing seeing uh, Dan Gable and getting to meet them, and that was great. No, yeah, that's that's sweet. What uh, obviously, yeah, obviously, you don't want to say what their role is in the movie, but that's that's uh, pretty cool. A lot of yeah, wrestling movies don't have that kind of star power, so that would be interesting to see how that plays out. So, were there any other besides them wrestling wise, uh, any other kind of wrestling names that helped with the movie or were involved with it? Um, um, I want to say Doc Buchanan. He's, he's been involved in the Boise state wrestling wrestling team. I think he had a, he had a, um, some advisory role with, with, uh, Glenn Withrow, the director. Um, okay. I believe he mentioned that. And, um, trying to think, I, I don't know that there were many, any of their big names. Uh, Jason Bryan obviously has, has a role. Oh in yeah. It. That's yeah. That right. He's obviously some aspect with media or announcing about, I guess he's got a great voice. So that that's cool as well. Um, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, but no, it's exciting. I'm excited for. Uh, I'm sure the wrestling community with you know a lot, lot of stuff not going on, 
uh, will be on top to get this movie and watch it. And I'm, I, I can tell you, I'm buying it. I'm excited for it. It should be sweet. That's awesome. Um, okay. Oh, uh, but, Jaren uh, Quincy have an involvement. Yeah, He's a. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I I didn't want to leave anybody out, but Jaron Quincy's a, a, a ref. Um, he's ref some uh, some pretty big D one tournaments and okay. uh, ref some NCWA tournaments. He's a great ref, and he actually he actually plays a ref in the movie and does an amazing job. He had oh sweet, cool. he had no script, no nothing, and just refed straight up a match. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Awesome, cool. Well, it's good to have you know a lot of wrestling names or wrestling people in this movie. I feel like in other movies in the past you don't have that and that's why there's a you know some negative reviews or negative viewings of wrestling movies like i said besides being a tough transition to the big screen uh hollywood itself doesn't have many people with wrestling backgrounds for that role so it seems like there's been a lot of wrestling minds and a lot of different moving parts involved in this movie so that makes it exciting to watch for sure yeah um, I think I think one of the supporting actors had wrestled NAIA, um, uh, Michael Marzin, something like that. Um, okay. And but but for the most part, you know, full credit to the actors that that really put in the time and the effort to to make this as as authentic as possible, and, and a lot Definitely. of credit to really try to make the make the movie appeal to a to a wrestling audience. Cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like General said, the trailer was was awesome. I I know I saw it like last week and. Um, definitely sparked my interest and I'm sure the rest of the wrestling community, you know, they're pretty, everyone's always pretty excited when wrestling's in the, in the, in the headlines and getting, getting media attention because, you know, our non Olympics, you know, the Olympic sports don't get that love sometimes, you know, you, you have a million football movies, basketball movies. Um, but you know, wrestling is uh, is a great sport as we all know and uh, hardworking people. So it's just good to, to really have Hollywood uh, put that in the spotlight. Yeah, um, it was it was a really cool opportunity for me to get to work on it, and uh, and I I really hope it does promote the sport more than anything. Um, that's that's always my big my big push is for the sport of wrestling. It's it doesn't just create good athletes, it doesn't just create you know something fun to watch, but it creates it creates good men in a in a world that we need good men, like good people. Definitely. The the discipline, the 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 things that you that you learn from wrestling um, really carry on into the rest of the life. Um, and it gives you, it gives you principles that, that, you know, help you no matter how old you get, no matter how young you are, those things are good things for you. So I, I always want to see wrestling grow and I, I would love for it to grow a fan base too, that, that, uh, I, and I think things like flow and, and, and some of those other programs and, and definitely what you guys are doing with the podcast. I think that that really helps promote our sport. So, so, you know, I got a lot of gratitude to you guys for, for what you do. 